Welcome everyone. You are about to hear a news and focus commentary that I recorded just a few minutes ago about the horrible shooting that took place in New Zealand. In the commentary, I make mention of something that I say is missing. Something that the news media is making reference to and quoting from, but they're not making available to everyone. Well, at the conclusion of my recording, I immediately started talking to some people and they helped me track down a copy of it. I now have a link to the missing piece of information that I make a reference to in the commentary you are about to hear. I will be posting a link to that missing information in the news and focus section on our app. If you want access to the thing that, when you listen to this commentary, again, it's, it's about this shooting, the shooter posted something online, everyone supposedly is referencing this document that he posted, but they're not making it available. CNN's supposedly quoting from it, but you they're not giving you a link so that you can read it for yourself. I think we should read it for ourselves. So in the news and focus section of our app, I will post a link to the document so that you can read the entire thing. Now to get to the news and focus section on our app, you need to download our app. Go to the Apple App Store, go to the Google Play Store, do a search for VBC, which stands for Victory Baptist Church, VBC and the number 66. VBC and the number 66. Let me state that again. VBC, which stands for Victory Baptist Church, and the number 66. VBC 66. Now, I will be posting that link there in the News and Focus section. Please get our app. I will also be posting this audio and the audio you're about to hear, my entire commentary about the shooting. I'm going to be posting this on a number of, of places. In the, uh, the News and Focus podcast, I'm going to be posting it um, and the Theological Musings uh, section, because I want this information out to as many people who I can get it to. I want them to consider my perspective on the shooting. I know it's somewhat controversial, and most importantly, I want them to have access. I want them to know where they can find this document that people are quoting from, and they're using to build a narrative. I want you to be able to read it for yourself. I'm not saying we should agree with it. I'm going to make all that clear in the commentary you are about to hear. But again, if you want a link to this missing document that people are quoting, but they're not giving you access to, then all you need to do is get our app. Go to, uh, again, the Google uh, Play Store, the Apple uh, uh, App Store, VBC66, VBC66. All right, I'm going to stop right now. All right, here, I, here it is, my commentary. It's about 43, 45 minutes long, my commentary about the shooting. I make a lot of very important points. Please listen to what I have to say carefully, and you'll see I'm going to start this. Um, your, my commentary starts in a very interesting way, but listen to it all the way through so that you uh, can definitely have an accurate understanding of my perspective. Here's my commentary about the horrible shooting that took place and a mosque in New Zealand where 49 people were killed. Listen carefully. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a news and focus commentary. It is Saturday, March the 16th, 2019. I'm recording this at 8.38 a.m. Central Time. 
Now, before I get to the topic that I want to talk about today, before I get to the topic that I want to unpack, I need to do something right here at the beginning. And I hope, I hope you will understand by the time I'm done why I am starting this way. I know it's going to be a strange way to start a podcast, but in this particular case, because of the controversial nature of the topic, I have to begin by doing this. Number one, I need to issue a warning. I need you to understand that we're going to be dealing with a controversial subject and I'm going to be possibly offering up a theory that could be misinterpreted, that could be misunderstood. So I need you to understand we're about, you know, warning ahead, danger ahead. We're going to enter into a controversial topic. We're going to approach it in a way that no one else in the media seems to be approaching it. We're going to be asking questions that many in the media do not want to ask. So I need you to understand danger is ahead. Danger is ahead. Warning, warning. So number one, I need to issue a warning. Number two, I need to ask you to listen to me carefully. I need to issue a warning and I need to ask you to listen to me carefully because if you do not listen carefully, you're at the conclusion of this podcast, you're going to walk away possibly with a wrong understanding of what I said, misunderstanding what I said, you misinterpreted what I said, and then you're either going to go tell other people what that crazy person said or you're and you're going to completely have missed the entire point. So number one, I need to issue that warning that danger is ahead. Number two, I need to ask you to listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully, all right? I need you to pay attention. Issue a warning, ask that you listen to me carefully. Number three, I need your help. I need your help because in this situation, this topic that we're going to be talking about, there is a missing piece of information. And I need you to help me track down this missing piece of information, not for my benefit alone, but for everyone's benefit. Because this is what's happening. It seems that the media is referencing this missing piece of information, but they're not making the information available to the general public, which is causing me to be very suspicious. Right, so I'm issuing a, issuing a warning, danger ahead. Number two, I'm asking you to listen to me carefully. And number three, I'm going to need your help to track down a missing piece of information that the media is referencing, but they're not making available. Like you'll read a news article, they'll supposedly be quoting from this missing piece of information, but guess what they don't provide you? A link so that you could go read not only the quote they gave you and read it in its full context, but you could read the entire thing where you could, I don't know, make up your own mind? All right, so number one, I'm issuing a warning. Number two, I need you to listen to me carefully. Number three, I'm asking for your help. And number four, this is big, and this is gonna be controversial right from the start. In regards to the topic that I'm going to be unpacking here in just a few minutes, in regards to that topic, please, right now, be skeptical and be cautious about believing the mainstream media. In fact, I would say be cautious about believing anyone. Mainstream media, alternative media, left-wing media, right-wing media, doesn't matter their affiliation, doesn't matter who they are, be cautious. And the reason we cannot trust the media in regards to the topic I'm about to unpack is because there is a missing piece of information. 
And everyone keeps quoting it, stating that they have a copy of it, but they're, again, not making it available to you and me. It's almost like they are the, the you know, the uh, using a Catholic term, they are the appointed magisterium, and they, sitting on high, can tell us what we are to believe, how we are to think, because they have the full information, and we, we don't. I'm not, no, that's not a 100% accurate representation of the magisterium and the teaching of the Catholic Church, but you get the idea. They believe that they, are, that they have the authority to give it an, a, an authoritative interpretation of the scriptures, all right? Well, I'm going to say that the media is acting like that they're the ones who've been given the authority to give us an authoritative interpretation of the topic we're going to be discussing, and I am calling that into question. I think all of us should be given the ability to read this missing piece of information for ourselves and then see if we can come to a conclusion. Now, the information may be out there. I'm just not finding it. And I do find it suspicious if it's out there why the media is not posting a link to it because they don't trust us. There's a lot going on here. All right. So I need you to just stay with me. I've given you the warning. I need you to listen to me carefully. I need your help. And I need you to be very skeptical and cautious of media reports right now. Okay, are we ready? I know that's a very interesting way to start a podcast, but this is very important, okay? So, let's take a deep breath. Let's get our minds prepared. Here we go. I am sure that everyone listening to me is very aware of the mass shooting that occurred in New Zealand. This name of the city is Christ Church. An individual, we're going to reference him as an individual, possibly with two other accomplices or two other people who were involved. We don't know their, the involvement of the other two individuals, but a total of three, but one individual is who everyone is focused on. This individual walked into a mosque during Friday prayers. I think the total number of, of casualties right now is at 49. 49 human beings were shot down and killed by, again, everyone's focused on one individual. By this individual, he went in and killed. He slaughtered human beings who were at a place of worship involved in midday prayers. It's horrible. It should be condemned. And I strongly condemn it it is horrible. It is wrong. I completely believe it is wrong. I believe it, 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 under no terms. I mean, from my Christian perspective, obviously murder is wrong. He killed people who were created in the image of God. The Bible calls, obviously, for capital punishment for doing that. That authority is supposed to be handed over to the authorities, and the authorities can decide to issue that out. We could get into a long discussion over that. I understand that. It's not for the individuals to, to retaliate and kill. Um, that's New Testament teaching. Uh, we're not to do so, but the government does not bear the sword in vain. We can get into a whole biblical discussion about it, but I believe the individual should be clearly punished. Um, whatever the New Zealand law allows for, he should be punished with the strongest punishment that they allow. Uh, because, um, I, I mean, until he is proven guilty, I know the way it works, you're innocent until proven guilty. But in this particular case, we're pretty sure it's him because, well, he live streamed the entire thing on Facebook. He live streamed it. He used 
the, he used the internet to show everyone the, sla the, the slaughter he carried out among these, uh, uh, carried out killing 49 human beings who were there to worship their God. Now, this story has controversy written all over it in this way. He walked into a mosque. Therefore, some will believe this is an attack upon Islam, and it may be. So then I started watching this weird thing develop online. Some people started arguing, see, Islam is not the problem. White people are the problem. White supremacists are the problem. They're the real problem. They're the real face of terrorism, not Islam. I'm like, wait a minute. Can't we just say that whether it's a white person carrying out a terrorist attack upon Muslims or Muslims carrying out a terrorist attack against churches in the Middle East where they go in, burn the churches down, crucify people, slaughter people, or whether it's terror, uh, Islamic terrorists carrying out an attack upon the United States by doing what they did on September the 11th, uh, 2001. doesn't matter where it is. I mean, we can go all the, all the terrorist attack. Terrorist attack is a terrorist attack. It's evil. It's evil. It's wrong. From a Christian perspective, it is sinful. I condemn it. It is wrong. It is evil. No matter who's carrying it out, white person, um, uh, a Middle Eastern person, a black, Asian, Native American, it doesn't matter the race. It's wrong. But it's almost like this is like competing, like it's, it's almost become this weird competing thing. Who's the worst terrorist? Is it, you know, did, are Muslims the worst terrorists or are white people the worst terrorists? Why, why are we, are we like, are we going to keep score and have a competing contest to see who the worst terrorist is? If, if, if I can find out that white supremacists have carried out more terrorist attacks over a, a certain period of time than Muslims, and I literally saw articles like this, um, then does that mean that the, the terrorist attacks carried, about, uh, carried out in the name of Islam are okay? Does it somehow excuse it? That right, right there just, is just a foolish argument that people are having. We've got people who are dead, killed by some individual, and we're going to turn this into, well, white supremacists are worse than Muslims. Well, no, Muslims are worse than white supremacists. Like, hey, how about this? Why don't we just say murdering people is wrong? It is evil. I don't know. Are we afraid to use the word sinful? Are we afraid to use the word evil? Or is it somehow now we're going to use this to, to justify a, a political position or to, to argue about ideology? Let's condemn the act as being evil. And then, and, and if you want to start making arguments about sides, I don't really know what you're going to accomplish. But that is what is happening. All right? So, so there's already controversy number one. Because he walked into a mosque, he killed Muslims, right? So now this is going to turn into white supremacist against Muslims. All right. Uh, we, we, we have to, we'll have to unpack that. But I think first we just have to condemn the act as being evil. All right? And not turning this into, I'm going to argue for my side versus your side, or I'm going to argue for a side versus that side. That, I don't understand what that accomplishes. That only creates more division, only creates more online hostility, only creates more um, frustration, and which could only lead to more trouble. Because I think I'll, this entire story has a lot to do with online culture and trolling and online hate and online frustration. I think this has a lot to do with that more than anything. But we'll see if I I'm right there. Okay, so let's just keep that in mind. The story's already built in with controversy because of that. Another thing I want to at least mention right here. He live streamed the massacre. Now people took 
this video of this live stream and they begin to share it all over social media. It showed up on YouTube, I believe on Instagram, I don't know, all, maybe Twitter, I don't know all the different places it showed up. Now, if you read the news articles, they state it like the Facebook pro, Facebook live streamed it, YouTube sh shared it, uh, Instagram shared it. Like they speak of these entities, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, as if they are responsible YouTube, YouTube kept spreading the video. So you're telling me someone who worked in YouTube was sitting in a desk in the, at YouTube headquarters finding the video and they were spreading it? I think we need to understand how to use language correctly. YouTube did not spread it. YouTube was a tool, a technological tool used by human beings who saw the video and shared it. It was human beings who shared it. It wasn't YouTube. YouTube was the tool used by human beings to share the horrible footage. And so there's all this stuff, talk. What should Facebook do? What should YouTube do? What should Instagram do? Maybe we should stop and ask the question, why do human beings feel the need when they see a video of someone live streaming the massacre of human beings, feel the need to take it and immediately share it on social media? Maybe we have something going wrong in people's brains where they think they have to share everything on social media. They have to share what they had for lunch. They have to share how many times they went to the bathroom. They have to share what clothes they're going to wear for the day. They have to share if they're upset with their uh, husband. They have to share if they're upset with their wife. They have to share if they're upset with their kids. The kids, everyone has to share every detail of their life. And if they see it, they share it. Oh, here's a horrible video of human beings being slaughtered. Let me share this with as many people as possible because maybe I'll get some more followers. Maybe I'll get a lot of views. Maybe I'll get a lot of likes. Maybe I'll get a lot of shares. Maybe the issue isn't YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Maybe it's the twisted minds of the people in society today who seems to think social media literally is, is their life. It's their breath. They can't go five seconds without it. Maybe that's the issue. I don't know why it's become an argument about social media and all the, YouTube was spreading the video. YouTube was spreading, no, no, human beings were spreading the video, unless you've got some evidence to say YouTube themselves were doing so. My, for my understanding, YouTube had individuals trying to take the videos down. Facebook had uh, individuals trying to take the videos down. There were human beings, real, live, Breathing human beings who said, I'm going to share this with people. Oh, oh, look, look, I can share, and I can understand the mindset. Trust me, I can understand the mindset. If I get this video out there first, I'll get everyone coming to my page. It's almost like the slaughter of those people in the video became secondary to, oh, man, I'm going to be first with this. I'm going to, I'm going to get everyone coming to my page. Because sometimes people get wrapped up and it's hard. It's easy to do. Where, how many people are coming to your page? How many people like your page? How many people are subscribing to your YouTube channel becomes more important than anything else. And some people may have simply perceived it as this video is horrible, but it's news, so I'm gonna post it first. But that's that calls into question people. It doesn't call, call into to the, the use of the tool is a tool. 
It can be used for good. It can be used for bad. It can be used to, to share information. And then, but what, that, does an individual have a filter to know what, what information to share or not to share? And, and, and we got to be very careful. And I know I'm being very critical of, of people here, but we have, to, but well, I'm, I'm, actually I can state it this way. The media is made up of individuals, right? Okay. It's true. I mean, the, the, again, the, the media is not just some, you know, non-living entity. They're made up of human beings. There's editors, there's, there's reporters. And many times news media has aired footage that you're like, why are they airing that footage? Why are they showing that? They're showing that because they wanted to be first in the media. I know it's somewhat of a cliche, but it used, you know, people used to say, if it bleeds, it leads. The media would get, oh, we've got this. We're going to show this. And then they say, the following images may be disturbing to some of you. Like, like they, they have this, they feel like morally conflicted that they're showing it. But then they show it, right? The media has done that for years. And there's been, there's been lots of, 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 of criticism about that. And I think rightly so. But it's just weird that in the case of other human beings sharing the video of this slaughter, it's becoming a, the people are blaming YouTube or people are blaming Facebook. Wait, no, blame the people who are sharing it. Don't blame the tool they're using to share it. And when it comes to the media doing the same thing, blame the human beings who are making those decisions. Don't speak of the media as some non-living entity. No, they're human beings making these decisions. Why do human beings feel the need to take something that is horrific and share it with as many people as possible. Now, you could say, this is an important, now you, we could get into an argument about the validity of doing so or not doing so. Is there benefit in people seeing what actually happened? Some would say yes, some would say no. Is there validity in seeing uh, the planes crashing into the building on 9-11? Is there, is, there, is there benefit from that? Some people will say yes, some people will say no. But I think I just I'm tired of, of the, the, the social media platforms being blamed and not the individuals who are doing so. People think saw the video and they thought they should share it. All right. I think that is important to understand. I think this is very important to understand. And we need to look at all of these issues carefully. All right. All right. I'm trying my best here to, to work to work through this. I'm trying my best to to, to unpack this as carefully as I can. All right, now, here is what I really wanted to get to. All right, here's what I really wanted to get to. This is so important. This individual, this shooter, supposedly posted online a 74-page manifesto. 74-page manifesto. The media continues to quote from it. The media continues to quote from it. And by quoting from it, they have begun to develop kind of a narrative. Now, this is not a 100% accurate description because the media obviously is broad and there's lots of different viewpoints within the media. So I'm speaking in a very generalized way, but in many of the reports, it goes something like this. The shooter was a white supremacist, a supporter of Trump, pro-gun, anti-immigration. Those are some of the key talking points. White supremacist, somehow loved Trump, supporter of Trump, 
thinks Trump is great. So Trump is seen as the as being the key influence because uh, leading this man to go into a mosque and kill 49 people. So a white supremacist, Trump supporter, somehow pro-gun, right? Because I saw an entire debate happen online about gun laws, which is just interesting because it was all these, it was debates about the NRA and the United States of America and about gun laws in America. And I'm like, how did gun laws in America impact what happened in New Zealand? How did the NRA have anything to do with what happened in New Zealand? I am definitely not pro-gun in any way, shape, or form. In fact, many conservatives would believe I'm borderline, you know, far left and crazy because I'm not pro-gun in any way, shape, or form, but I do understand the United States of America. We have a constitutional right that has been interpreted by the Supreme Court that the individual has a right to bear arms. Okay, I understand that. If you want to change that, we have to have a constitutional amendment to change that amendment, and then you have to pass laws, and then you have to do all those things. Even if you pass laws, there's enough guns owned by individuals in the United States of America. What are you going to do? Go door to door and try to round them up? That's insane. That's never going to happen in America. So then we have to figure out what gun laws will work or won't work and still somehow maintain the constitutional right. Are we getting to an entire discussion about all of that? I think we can have a rational conversation about it without everyone running to extremes, but that seems to be impossible in 2019. But I just don't understand why people are all of a sudden, you know, this is, we're going to argue about gun rights in America. No, people were killed in New Zealand in this situation. What difference does it make what our gun laws are? Okay, New Zealand already has supposedly strict gun laws, and they're going to now impose even stricter. Is that going to stop it? Well, I think we can argue that ultimately when people want to carry out evil, they're going to carry out evil. And I don't know if gun laws will ever stop evil because we have to first acknowledge that there's evil. We have to acknowledge that there's something inside people to do evil. Christianity says all human beings are totally depraved. All right, The world denies depravity, but yet constantly struggles with the fact that human beings keep doing evil things. And so instead of addressing the evil inside of people, they always want to address external reasons for it. Okay, but we'll, we'll get into that. So, it, so it's turned into this entire thing. And, and the reason it's turned into this argument about guns or an argument about him being a white supremacist or an argument about him being a Trump supporter or an argument about him being anti-immigration is because the media supposedly has access to this 74-page manifesto. They are going through it, taking the quotes that support that narrative, and then they are, it, they are, stating that narrative over and over and over and over again. So it stops really becoming about the man who walked in and killed the 49 people, and it becomes about white supremacy. It becomes about Trump supporters. It becomes about gun laws. And so now the, the shooter almost becomes irrelevant in the arguments, and now it becomes an argument about all these political issues. And now fighting is now starting to happen, and everyone's taking sides. Like, wait, 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 wait. Why should I trust that the media is giving me a fair understanding of this person's manifesto? Why is it that the media are quoting from it, but they're not posting a link to it? I have read countless articles. Well, they say, in his manifesto, he said this. In his manifesto, he said that. In his manifesto, he said that. But then at the end, there's no link so that I can go read it for myself because I want to read the context because maybe there's a way to interpret it. Maybe, 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 maybe he uh, offers contradictory views. Maybe on one side, he sounds like he's far, far right, crazy, white supremacist, neo-Nazi. And in the next second, maybe he's offering things that go, wait a minute, that sounds like he's far left. 
and he's socialist or a communist. Maybe, maybe what it proves that this, is that this individual who walked in and killed these 49 people, maybe it proves he was just crazy. Maybe it just proves he had a mental disorder. Maybe it proves more than anything that this man had, a, had mental issues, mental disorders, psychological disorders, more than it proves that he was a white supremacist or proves that he was far right or proves that he was far left or proves that he was pro-gun, pro-Trump or anti-immigration. Maybe it just proves he had a mental, a psychological disorder. Maybe the 74 pages when you're done, you're like, this man was crazy. You don't walk away going, that this man was a, a Trump supporter and this man was anti-immigration. Maybe just like this man was crazy. Is that, is that even, can we even say that or is that not allowed? Do we have to put place this person, this shooter, into a political camp and then we can condemn that political camp because we have quotes from a manifesto written by someone who may have been absolute crazy? If someone is absolutely crazy, do we then condemn their political thoughts because a crazy person had them? A crazy person could put on a Bernie Sanders hat, a Bernie Sanders shirt, go and kill 30 people. Does that necessarily mean he killed 30 people because of Bernie Sanders? Or does it simply mean this crazy person, for some weird reason, was also a supporter of Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama or anybody else? There's just a lot of times people have lost it and lost touch with uh reality. They, they, they've got true mental health problems. But I guess that's not a possibility. We've got to place him in a political ideological camp, and then we're going to condemn the camp that he's supposedly associated with. Now, let, let me make this very clear. He may be an absolute white supremacist, and I think white supremacy is garbage and should be condemned. He may be 100% in his right mind, but he has bought into a white supremacist ideology and he carried out a hate crime by going in and targeting Muslims during the time of prayer and that this should be condemned and his ideology must be condemned. I am all for that. That is a possibility. It is a possibility that he is a pro-Trump supporter and he thinks that Trump is great and because of some of Trump's words about immigration and about Islam, he has taken those words and they help motivate him to carry out his crime. That could be a possibility. That could be a possibility. But let's also be very careful here, all right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm missing this from the media. If they can draw a correlation between what Trump has said and this person carrying out a shooting, if we're going to go with that logic, let's take that logic to its absolute, let's, let's follow that logic train to, to the station. And by the time we get to this station, this is what we're going to come up with. Oh, if someone listens to rap and they kill people, it's rap music's fault. So we must condemn rap music. Oh, if they were a fan of a certain movie and they went and killed people, it's that movie's fault. So whatever a person is a fan of, whatever a person listens to, whatever a person likes, that's the thing that caused them to go out and carry out an evil act. Oh, he watched movies where people were killed. So movies where people are killed leads to people killing other people. See, this is trying, this is the logical fallacy of trying to show causality, trying to show a connection. The cause of him killing people is because, well, 
he listens to this kind of music or plays these video games. Oh, I bet we I bet we get into this guy's history. I wonder if he was a video gamer. Oh, I bet you he played some violent video games. I bet you he did. I bet you it was the video. It wasn't Trump. It wasn't white supremacy. It was video games. Video games are the cause of that. We should condemn and boycott all video games. You can try to find a connection and causality all the time. I mean, you can do it with anything. Oh, this man, he praised Trump. Trump's the cause. Trump's the cause. I've, I've already seen people post on social media. Trump was the reason. He was, I want you to let this sink in. Trump was, our president was the influence and an inspiration to a man who walked into a mosque and killed 49 people. Because he liked Trump? What else did he like? What else did he like? Does he like Drake? Does, is Drake the guy? Does he like Kendrick Lamar? Who else, is, who else could he like? Who else? Does he watch The Voice? Did Kelly Clarkson drive him to do this? Like, you mean, I mean, we could go through what music did he listen to? What movies did he watch? What books did he read? We always want an answer. We always want a simple answer. Could it just be that this is an individual who has some problems? Could it just be the presence of evil? But no, 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 we're going to try to link it to something. But the key is they're trying to link it to it by taking quotes from the manifesto. Now, I've got articles saying that the manifesto proves that he was far left. He, he, was, he, he liked uh, China. He liked socialism. He liked communism. That he was an environmentalist and that, and that he believed people were destroying the environment. I, I don't know if any of it's true because I haven't read the manifesto. And neither have most of you listening to me have it. Now, if you have the manifesto, and I can, we can verify that it's accurate and that it's true and that you didn't create it yourself, then yes, I need it and I want to post it to as many people as possible. That's where I need your help. We need to find the manifesto. We need to find it. And when you, have, when you see people talking online about this horrific situation, listen to me. Tell them, wait, let's find the manifesto. Let's read it together. Now, I have at least one article. Now, they don't post. They do not post the link to the manifesto, which drives me crazy. All right. But according to this article, this comes from the National Post, the Christchurch Manifesto, a weaponization of the Internet's raiding, ranting troll culture. Right. Now, the reason I, I, I want to read that headline, let me read it again, just because I read it so fast and my brain was already ahead of myself. The Christchurch Manifesto, a weaponization of the Internet's ranting troll culture. Now, I'm going to throw out a theory here. I'm going to tro uh, throw out a theory, and this is where I may enter in, into some controversy and some Well, I think probably already said enough controversial things. Um, did, ooh, I, I, I got to be careful how I say this. Is it possible? I, I'm, please note, I'm, gonna, I'm phrasing this as a question. Is it possible, and I stress, is it possible, that this individual who walked in, live-streamed the entire shooting, killed 49 people, wrote a 74-page manifesto, is it possible that the 74-page uh, manifesto is not really the weaponization of troll culture, is it possible that the manifesto is troll culture? 
Is it possible that he wrote 74 pages and he did so to troll the media? That he did this to, to, he knew that he could write, that if he wrote certain things in a manifesto, that the media would run to it and start quoting it verbatim as this, this proves this. He say, he wrote this in a manifesto, this proves this is the reason for what he did. We're going to blame this group. We're going to blame this individual. We're going to blame this ideology. And he almost was trolling the media. Trolls go online and they say things to get a reaction. They, they will say outlandish things, horrible things, and they sit back and laugh as everyone loses their mind. Is this, in a way, his manifesto is a, he's trolling everyone. Everyone taking his manifesto and quoting it are being trolled, are being played. Is he playing the media? Is everyone taking the troll bait? Now, I don't know. I don't know if the, the manifesto is, is really the product of troll culture. I am by no means an expert on troll culture. I am no, I, I, whoa, I don't get troll culture. People who sit online and try to troll people through comment sections and Facebook posts, I, I almost want to, I, I'm one of those people like, no, Give me your address and let's go outside and talk about it man to man. I, 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 I could almost fall for it. I could almost fall for it. Now, the good thing is I just avoid all social media now for a lot of reasons. Um, because, I, well, I, I allowed social media to cause my, my own self way too many problems and we won't go into all of that. Okay, so tr uh, the, the social media just gets you built into, almost basically into the world of troll culture. Because, and it's not like some people are, are, are consciously trolling, but it just seems like someone will be on the internet, or I'll say on Facebook, Someone that they're supposed they're connected with somehow, they're friends on Facebook, but they've they've never commented on a post in 17 years. All of a sudden they see something they don't like and they jump in and start throwing a counter argument onto this person's Facebook page. Well, they're not purposely trying to be a troll, but what I mean, if you're not engaging this person on a normal basis, why did you just jump in and start arguing? It's almost like this. When I say troll culture, you have some people who are purposely causing trouble, and but it creates an environment where everyone wants to jump on everything and start arguing and offering a counter argument, no matter who it is, no matter what. Instead of having a civil discussion, it turns into attack, attack, rant, rant, attack, attack, rant, rant, which creates a hostile environment that really makes people's lives miserable. And that's why there's all the studies that social media is linked to depression, suicidal thoughts, and I think more people should probably just abandon social media. Now, again, I'm not blaming social media because social media is a tool, but human beings using this tool have created a very unpleasant environment that really seems to be leading to more mental issues than it is good. Now, that's because we don't know how to use tools correctly. You know, the internet can be used as a great tool to learn and to, to gain insight, and it's been used for other things because, well, human beings are, well, evil, and we, uh, we corrupt everything we touch. That gets into a whole different discussion. But I want you to at least consider that when you are watching CNN, Fox, MSNBC, you're listening to Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, or you're listening to, to anyone else on the right or the left, and they start quoting from this manifesto, stop and just ask yourself, is it possible that this shooter is trolling everyone? Is it possible? Or is he simply, 
again, if he if he's got mental health issues, which there's probably a good chance he does, is he simply repeat using like he's been online for hours and hours and hours living in the internet trolling type culture, and that he just that trolling culture became his manifesto. He's just copying everything he's seeing online. And he, he doesn't even have the ability to filter it or the ability to process it. Because again, millions of people see all of this information online and they don't go out and shoot people. It's because some people uh, have something maybe clearly wrong with them. All right, there's a lot there that I have said. There's a lot there I have said. And I just want you to consider everything that I have said carefully. People are going to are running to sides. People are running to this side or that side. And, and I think we have to focus on the, the issue at hand. Um, I think we have to be careful. People are blaming social media sites. And I think we have to realize, no, these are human beings who've shared this information. The, human, the shooter himself, he's the one who chose to live stream it. It wasn't Facebook who chose to do so. Facebook didn't live stream it. Facebook makes it available for you to live stream anything you want. This individual chose to use that tool to live stream the massacre of human beings. Let's not blame Facebook. Let's blame the person who did it. I think that's key. And number three, there's a manifesto out there. There's a man, and I'm and I'm saying one, two, three. I I mean I, I've stated like twenty points, but you get the idea. Um, the manifesto. I, I I just think we have to find this thing. We have to find it, and do not rely on people quoting from it. You don't even know what they're quoting from. If you don't see it, how do you know that they're quoting from it accurately? Because you because they're CNN, the most trusted name in news. Because they're Fox, they report, you decide. Whatever their little cliche is. No, no, no. Don't quote the manifesto to me. Show me the whole thing. Let me read that quote in its context. I am not saying that if we read the whole manifesto, we're going to turn around and go, well, the shooter's innocent. I am not saying that. We're going to read the whole manifesto and say, the shooter is evil. The shooter is crazy. The shooter, we may read the whole manifesto and say the shooter is an evil piece of garbage who's a white supremacist, who is a Trump supporting pro-gun, anti-immigration, you know, neo-Nazi hater. We, We may come to that conclusion or we may come to a different conclusion. But you know what? We should be able to come to that conclusion because we, we have read the manifesto. Now, I know the media is trying to act like, well, the reason we don't want people to be the manifesto is this could lead to other shooters. I understand that. But again, you then, if that's the case, then don't mention the manifesto. But if you're going to then say, we can't let you have the manifesto because we believe it's dangerous, but you can trust us to tell you what's in it, and we're only going to tell you certain parts that are in it, now I begin to question the validity of that claim that you're trying to protect me no, you're trying to keep me in the dark. And by keeping me in the dark, you become now the controller of the narrative. And I don't want CNN controlling the narrative. I want the facts controlling the narrative. And for this narrative to be unpacked, we need the facts, if that makes some sense. All right, 40 minutes there. I'm almost at 40 minute mark. I have to stop. I have to stop. I hope. I hope this provides a very different perspective on what's going on. I'm going to just say this. I, I, I don't want anyone to walk away saying I am excusing the shooter. I am not. The shooter did an evil act. The shooter is evil. 
he needs to be punished. Right? However, this is turning into an argument about ideologies and we are forgetting the, the shooter. We want to place this man in a category and then we want to attack the categories instead of focusing on the evil of the man and even the existence of evil. All right? We want to blame social media platforms that are merely tools that sinful human beings take and use for horrible things. We need to blame the people who share it, the people who use it for wrong, not just the tool. And there's a manifesto somewhere out there that we need to find. Now, the manifesto may be easily available. It may be. And I may have, uh, hit, I may have recorded this too quickly. But I can't state this uh, with, um, without, any, uh, without any fear of being wrong. News article after news article is quoting from the manifesto and they're not making a link available to it. That causes me immediately, even if the manifesto can be found out there, you shouldn't have to go look for it. If CNN quotes from it in an article, they should provide a link so that you can read the whole thing. If Fox, if the Drudge Report, it doesn't matter who, if they post a quote from it, there needs to be a link to it so that you can read it in its full context and draw your own conclusions. I challenge you, find the manifesto, read it, send it to me, we're gonna post it wherever we can, and then we'll, we'll be able to sit back after we take a deep breath, read all 74 pages and go, whoa. Okay. Now, this is what we know about the shooter based off this manifesto. But please remember, just because the manifesto states it doesn't necessarily mean that that is the cause of this man's actions. It may be that he has a mental health issue and you're simply reading 74 pages of the rantings of someone with mental health issues may be more about his mental status than his political viewpoint. It may have more to do with his mental health status than it does his religious beliefs or his beliefs on immigration or guns or Trump or any other issue. That's what it may be more about. I could be wrong, but you know what, you know what sells papers and get clicks? It's saying, a white supremacist anti-immigrant. Oh, now, now, okay, now, now we're gonna, that, that will get everyone to, to uh, click on it, if we just say the shooter at, in, in New Zealand is a is an example of mental health issues, eh, that's kind of boring. Ooh, tie it to white supremacy, tie it to neo-Nazi, tie it to to communism, tie it to left, tie it to right. Oh, that just everyone will just click on it. And I, and again, I'm offering the I'm offering the theory that maybe the manifesto is is that is was designed to troll everyone. I mean, I think he's very, I think he's very aware of internet culture, and I think he may be using internet culture to troll the media. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. That may be giving me, giving him too much credit. I don't know. I just think we got to be very careful before we jump to any conclusions. All right, please. If you miss, if you think you don't jump to any conclusions about what I have said, if you misunderstand me or you're confused, please contact me. Me? Let me explain my position. Let me explain it. Don't go tell, don't interpret what I've said. You have the ability to contact me directly at newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. I'll be more than happy to try to clarify my position on anything. All right. I, I don't want to stop talking because I feel like I need to keep talking because I feel like people are going to misinterpret what I have said. I have tried to be clear. I've tried to be not concise because I've talked for a long time. I've tried to unpack this to the best of my ability. I am more than willing to acknowledge I do not have all the facts. I've already stated that. We have missing facts. 
So anything I say could be wrong. I understand that. I just feel, I feel that we need to be willing to question this entire situation, try to figure out the truth. But one thing that is absolutely 100% factual and truthful, this man killed human beings. It was evil. It was wrong. I condemn it. You should condemn it, and I hope he will face the justice of whatever the law of state are in New Zealand. I hope that he has a fair trial. I hope he uh, receives fair justice. But from a Christian perspective, also, we do want to pray for this individual for, well, we won't even get into that because then, uh, then people will misinterpret that. I, I, again, it doesn't matter who, whenever human beings commit evil acts, we, ought, we feel we want them to be redeemed. We want them to be restored, obviously. Doesn't mean that they get to walk out of the court and, and should be excused for their crimes. I, 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 I opened up a new can of worms. I hope Christians, I think, will understand what I'm saying. Non-Christians may misinterpret what I'm saying. I am not excusing what he did. Even if he claimed tomorrow that he, he is sorry, he repents, he still obviously has to face the legal consequences for his crimes that he committed. Murdering is a crime. Even becoming a Christian does not excuse you of that murder. You've got to face the consequences of your actions based off the laws of New Zealand because that's where he committed the crime. So I just hate... Uh, I just hate that human beings commit evil acts. I hate evil. I hate it. I hate the destruction it causes to the people, in this case, the, to the 49 people that he destroyed and, and killed and their families. I hate, the, I hate the fact that this human being has walked down such a dark path that he found himself in a place where he wanted to live stream the murder of, of human beings. I, I wish that something could have been done to stop it a long time ago. I feel horrible for the destruction of life. If he is put to death, it's to still the end of another human life. The whole thing is horrible and it shows the evil that there is evil in the world and that's where we really need to spend some time talking. All right. I know I kind of opened up a new can there and had to try to explain it, but I know, uh, I think Christians will understand what I'm saying. Non-Christians definitely may may not. And I can understand. I definitely can understand the non-Christian perspective here going, who cares about praying for the individual? Just kill him. I understand that perspective, but there's there's a lot more to that. And But I do understand. All right, I'll stop. All right. That's uh, my commentary on what's happening in our world in regards to the horrible shooting that took place in New Zealand. 49 human beings lost their lives. Um, if you are a Christian, please pray for the families, those who lost uh, people. And Lord, and just please don't contribute to more hatred and more um, false information being spread on the internet. Please, 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 let's not let this turn into more fighting, more ranting, and more hate. Let's, 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 let's take this to, to take a, a step back and look at what's happening in our world because there's a lot of things to discuss. All right, have a great day. God bless. Mm -hmm.